This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. Back with me is Tyler Brewster at Talk. If you haven't already subscribed to Review Talk of Champions in iTunes, when you do, leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, it is quarantine day, what, like 35? So we've been at this five weeks, and it's still not getting any better. It's, it's, it's still awful. I think it was five weeks ago today the sports world shut down, and my God, it's been, t- it's been miserable. If you could have one day of one sport, what would it be? I mean, you know the answer for that for me. I mean, it's it's college baseball because I'm a nut. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a nut. But if you offered me anything right now, I'd watch it. I swear to God, you offered me the Premier League. I, I'd be all in on the Premier League. ESPN went for the rights, the free rights to the Korean Baseball League that opened up, I think. I'd watch. I'd watch. I would, too. <laughs> 100%. I would tune in. I wouldn't just watch. I'd get invested. Like, I'd find out, like, what these teams were and stuff. I'd give anything for a soccer team to come back in an empty soccer stadium and play soccer. <laughs> and I don't even care about soccer. Yeah, yeah, kind of the same. But yeah, I would, I would kill for it. Apparently, we're gonna get some golf soon, so that's great. Yeah, okay, I like golf. It's yeah, not the first I'd like sport it. I'd pick to come back, but I like, I like golf. I'd like it enough. This is a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. Got a bunch of questions, and we'll get to them in just a second. So you, you weren't around on Tuesday. What have you been doing this week? Uh, nothing. So, I mean, obviously I'm a teacher, so I kind of teach during the mornings, do zoom meetings, that type of thing. And then, man, it's just a bunch of PlayStation after that. I have made myself get outside and walk or run every day just so I don't go insane from sitting in the house. But, uh, other than that, man, it's, it's kind of like everybody else, a whole bunch of nothing. I actually did, um, buy a basketball. So I, I shoot hoops every, you know, two or three times a week just to out of boredom. So that's about it for right now. Well, you will all be thrilled to know that decorated LSU offensive coordinator Ben Garrett was hired as Ole Miss's head football coach. All right. Where, uh, where, did you have any other offers? Did you have oh, to yeah. pick Ole Miss? Uh, okay. Well, Ole Where'd Miss pick- was the biggest offer I got. I got gotcha. you. Because I was okay. only one year at LSU. I guess I was Joe Brady. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Ole Miss was the, the biggest offer at LSU? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to ask, did that impact recruiting? Nothing stops me in recruiting. 
I'm a dominant recruiter. And Ole Miss has had a top three class every single year since I've been there. There you go. Yeah. Grant Tisdale finished second in the Heisman. Wow. Wait, so what happened to uh what happened to JRP? He stayed all four years, but Grant did too. He had an extra year after JRP. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. that, that happens in real life. They ju- they just stay for five years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, sometimes because you can at the end of the year, after you've played a year and you do the whole off season, there's this uh, little section where you have to cut players. And sometimes yeah. I'll cut guys because I'm like, no, there's no way that guy would have stayed. Yeah. 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 For example, Rated 99 was Jerry on Ely. And what you can do is you can go into the roster vault if you still have a PS3 and you still have 2013 or 2014 NCAA football, and you can download the current rosters. And I had no intention of necessarily becoming the head coach of Ole Miss. That was just the biggest job I got. I'm like, okay, that'll be fun. All right. JRP, <laughs> Jerry on. But Jerry on stayed till his senior year as a 99 running back. And in my brain, I, got, I can't do it. I can't keep him here. <laughs> That's unselfish of you. Well, no, it's because I can't rationalizing my mind when I'm trying to be immersed in this game that Jerry on Ely stayed for his senior year. So I just cut him. Yeah. There's, there's not much odds of that in real life either. Yeah. So, so you don't keep him. <laughs> if you do keep him, you're ruining the gameplay experience for yourself. But yeah, I never thought of it like that. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Grant Tisdale just left, lost one game. Cause I simulate all games in which I'm not hosting prospects for a visit weekend. <laughs> yeah. Which game did you lose? They lost to Vanderbilt. What? Oh, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, that's kind of perfect, though. <laughs> <laughs> was it in Nashville at 2.30 and at 96 yeah. degrees? Because that'd be about Vanderbilt. But now a redshirt freshman, the number one quarterback in the country, Mike Fontenot, has taken over for your Ole Miss Rebels. So there you go. Did you get, did you get him out of Thibodeau? I mean, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get that. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Outside of that, not a ton happening right now in Ole Miss sports news. I guess the biggest takeaway this week is Ole Miss basketball continues to recruit. They reached out to VCU transfer Marcus Santos Silva, 6'7", 250, a forward, declared for the 2020 NBA draft earlier this month. Ole Miss, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Miami of Florida, Providence, Boston College, Georgia. It doesn't matter. If you have a pulse and you've done anything in college, you're going to have double-digit offers when you come out. Is that not the like exact opposite of football? Because I feel like in football, if, if you're not like really, really good, you don't have a ton of offers in basketball. If you've had a pulse, they'll take you. There's a lot of truth to that. In football, the transfer portal, you're kind of considered damaged goods. In basketball, you're the next big thing that, oh, we, we just need you. We'll take your game to another level. You'll take our school to another level. Football, it is not yeah. like that. I guess it's the impact one person can have on a team, but it just kind of seems wild. Drew Bianco entered the transfer portal at LSU. Yes, yeah, I, I would bet on Louisville or East Carolina there. I would I would bet on them. You're not betting on Ole Miss there? Uh, I would bet all the money in the world against Ole Miss. Why do people obsess over that kid? I, I just, have no idea. It has nothing to do with the kid itself. It's just, why? Why is this such a big deal to people? That Mike Bianco I, have his sons, force his sons to play for him at Ole Miss. They don't owe you anything. I'm trying to debate saying this. It's not like they're first round picks either, Ben. <laughs> I mean, are they guaranteed? I don't think Drew Bianco's guaranteed to start on this team if he showed up next year. Where would you put him? I mean, I'd, he'd be a backup outfielder or first baseman for He's me. Backup I, first base. Yeah, I just so why are people obsessed over this kid and the the kid at the kid at Louisville? They're really good players. Don't get me wrong. Ben Bianco was really good for Louisville, but. I mean, Ole Miss misses big-time recruits all the time in baseball. Nobody complains, but because they have the last name Bianco, everybody throws a fit. 
First round of the NFL draft is tonight. Ole Miss will have no one drafted. Which Ole Miss player gets drafted first? Yeah, it's Benito. It's Benito. Was it two? When did Evan get drafted? That was 17. Didn't Evan go in the first round? Everybody was kind of shocked. 23rd. Yeah, 23rd overall to the Giants. Yeah, everybody was just like, what? Because I don't think anybody projected him to be there. He was projected as at least a second rounder, though. So it wasn't that shocking. Okay, I'll be honest. I don't follow the NFL draft. Is it not shocking if someone's mocked for the second round for them to slot into the first? DK was a projected first rounder that slid to the very last pick of the second round. What do you think happened there? NFL teams do what they do, and they just decided that they were going to find issue with DK Metcalf, and they found some. Jesus Christ. It's like when Brennan said on Tuesday, Ross Bjork, in his mind, wanted to find something to get rid of Hugh Freeze, and he found something. Uh, the the people are not big fans of Ross Bjork after that interview. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I listened to it. Listen to it the night you put it. I listened to it before anybody else. I can always count on you, man. <laughs> I always count on Colin. I've been listening since you and Godfrey did the flagship, man. Why would I stop now? Oh, isn't that the whole internet joke? RIP and peace to the flagship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun show. It was. All it right, was. we're just delaying. It's time for the mailbag. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Open up the mail back here on Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Colin Brister. The first question. Talked about the Brennan Chapman interview. Dakota Wills at DWills56. Anything in the Chapman interview completely surprise you? Something you had no clue about? Um. Yes, but I don't. I didn't know him and Free like he had the opinion of Freeze that he did. I thought I, I just kind of figured the way Freeze ended there that there had been a lot of staff members that were salty with him. I was kind of shocked that uh that he held him in the regard that he did. Nothing surprised me. I knew most of those stories. The only one that surprised me was. Find out that John Miller had no clue what Instagram was on draft night. That made me laugh. <laughs> Can we talk about that for that night? Just to crap on Ross Bjork, who I admittedly thought did a good job at Ole Miss. And since he's left, I've heard stories and now reverse course. Um, okay. So the money was actually from the opportunity fund. And not once does Ross Bjork or whoever's in charge over there of PR put that out. Like not once. How in the world does that happen? I had nothing but, for the most part, good interactions with Michael Thompson and Ross Bjork. Having said that, with that caveat, not having anything out there that night when that was going down and it was blowing up everywhere, that is a massive PR failure. That's about as an egregious a PR failure as you'll ever see. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you take into account, and I'm not going to name which one. One of those two uh, turned over that text message from uh, who was it? Laramie Tunzel to the NCAA. Was buddy, it? Was it? Buddy. Was seventeen? Seventeen of Ole Miss's twenty-one level ones were self-reported. Yeah. They turned in, literally pointed out the text message from Barney to the NCAA and turned it in. Me, if I'm in charge, that phone is in Sardis Lake. The Cannon Motor stuff originated when the Ole Miss administration <laughs> noticed multiple Cannon cars in the parking lot of the IPF. And they walked around, took pictures of all the cars, and then waited to see who got in them. I one time saw a uh, former NCAA compliance member kick football recruits out of baseball seats because they didn't have a ticket and uh somebody was letting them sit there but they didn't have a ticket so he went and made them get up and leave and caused a big stink it, people just don't know how like incompetent a lot of these people were running the shit the next guest that i want to have and i'm going to work on it is barney yeah that'd be good yeah. if he'd be as honest as brennan i doubt he'd be as honest as brennan <laughs> Brennan just flat out said, yeah, what Georgia was able to pay to Kobe Dean, I started howling. He was saying the quiet part out loud at this point. Just, uh, <laughs> Brennan's just good people. Absolutely. Yeah. Government cheese at CBAKE7. Oh, boy. Was Ross Bjork a piece of crap? He seemed like he was our own worst enemy. I can't really defend him at this point, man. When you hear those stories that he's going around taking up people's personal phones and give me a break talking about I didn't know that people had personal fun. Shut up, Ross. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got nothing for that guy. I, I, he, however he got at A&M is, is beyond me now. I have nothing but love for Ross personally because he was always good and nice and easy to work with even when we disagreed. But his handling of all that, I mean, at this point, it's obvious it was terrible. I wonder when he's going to tell his story. They did a lot of good. But the bad was really, really, really bad. And a lot of that, it's... <laughs> You don't know who to blame for what. Like, I don't, I blame Ross for a lot of things. I don't blame. Well, here's the thing with that, though. If head coaches are responsible if their teams win or lose, you're responsible if you're having a failure of your administrative duties as Ole Miss Athletics Director. Okay. okay. I get what you're saying, and, and you're right. But here's the thing Do you blame Matt Luke on Ross Bjork? Because that was over his head. It really wasn't. All right, Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. What is the most ridiculous tactic you've resulted to using in quarantine teaching your daughters? Nothing really crazy. Uh, my four-year-old refuses to wipe her own butt, and I don't know what to do. It's crazy. She gets really upset. It's nuts. Is, uh, is the other one having to, like, do school every day, or how is yes. that working? Yeah, but she okay. loves school. She loves school. Okay. She loves okay. seeing Miss Betsy every single day. I did teach her to ride a bike. There you go. Proud of that. That's a milestone. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool because she was terrified and she was up there and she was just falling all over the place. And when she starts going, God, you get hyped. <laughs> that oh, hasn't so fallen yet, right? Yeah. No, she hasn't fallen. She's been great. And, okay, a ridiculous thing I did to teach her to not be afraid of riding on the bike because what she would do is she felt like she was even close to falling. She would put her feet down. Uh -huh. So what I did is I put her on her bike and told her to glide down our driveway, which is a little bit of a slope, and hold your feet up just to glide to get the balance of it. It's not really ridiculous, but she almost no. hit my car. <laughs> you could have fixed that. Yeah. Do I have your girls swim yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you do swimming lessons, or did you just throw them in the pool and say, get it? Swimming lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I got thrown in the pool. Yeah, I, I don't want to be one of those people. 
because I was one of those people. Jared Robinson at Jared underscore R25. Vince McMahon calls and signs you to a WWE contract. What would your character be? My wife, my parents, my brother. One time or another bought me the WWE video game for Christmas. I don't really (laughs) like it all that much, but they did. But back when we were in middle school and then in high school, we had a made-up wrestling federation, and we would basically do jackass wrestling stuff on the trampoline, which one time resulted in my best friend and college roommate, Witt, who lives down the road from me today, breaking his arm. Great football player. And his dad was a crazy football dad. He's a subscriber to the Ole Miss Spirit, and you know I love you if you're listening. But at the time, he was a crazy football dad. And he shows up at our house Uh (laughs) after Witt has broken his arm. We're all sitting in the den. He walks in. He picks up a chair and throws it across our den and tells him to get in the car. Yeah. Did he go through the trampoline or did he fall off the trampoline? It's a big distinction. He kind of fell off of it. Oh, okay. We were doing dumb stuff because we had this uh, basketball goal that was lower than where our garage was and uh, our deck or whatever. And it was a big drop-off. And we one time moved the trampoline up there like idiots. And one of my friends put a garbage can over his head and jumped off our garage onto the trampoline. Oh my my oldest brother, Daniel, go to Nukes in Memphis for my brother, Daniel, and my brother, Steven. My oldest brother, Daniel, got on top of our roof and jumped down onto the trampoline and almost broke his butt bone or whatever. Oh, dear God. It was the, anyway, I say all this to say we made up a bunch of wrestling names, a bunch of them. But our coolest wrestler was named Kadu, and he was dope. Where does that come from? That sounds stupid. It is stupid, and it comes from an old Star Wars prequels toy that my brother had sitting up on his uh, chest of drawers. And one day I went, <laughs> oh, Kadu, there's a name. And he became a good wrestler. So that's what okay. I use whenever I play this dumb game. And if Vince McMahon called me today, I'm not terribly creative. I'd go, uh, Kadu. Otherwise, I'd be something stupid like the Mississippi Nightmare Ben Blade or something. And that'd be terrible. <laughs> you want to be kind of cool. Just leave it at Kadu. Yeah, just leave it there. Man, that went way farther than I thought it would. Jordan Bowers at Jordan C. Bowers 1. How are some of our newest football assistants doing on the recruiting trail? Feels like they're uh, doing pretty well. They're getting a lot of commitments. I'm sure the Zoom meetings are going well. Chris Partridge is dynamite. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Jeff Levy, too. He's in Oxford, and he's handling day-to-day stuff. And you know, Lane's still in Florida right now. He's in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. I had somebody ask me on Twitter, and, and I sounded snarky, and I didn't mean to, but they asked me on Twitter, where's Lane? Is he in Florida? Is he in, in Oxford? He's being hired to coach the University of Mississippi. He should be in Oxford. Remember, though, when he was hired, he had to start recruiting and hiring staff. He didn't get done with all that till February, and this stuff hit, what, in March? Yeah. And he's got to sell his house and buy another one. You're expecting him to do that and close on that in a month? He still hadn't gotten a chance to really look for a house in Oxford, so of course he's yeah. in Florida. And none of this <laughs> stuff matters if he's in Florida, if he's in Ole Miss. Or in Oxford, it doesn't matter. Work is the same. Yeah, exactly. The coach in Starkville is living in Florida, too. So, I mean, it is what it is. But we, we should aspire to be better than Mississippi State, Kyle. <laughs> they're doing well in the recruiting trail. That, they got two uh, recent four-star commitments. Yeah, they're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Four-star wide receivers kind of feel like a norm at Ole Miss at this point. Jordan Bowers, have you seen Tiger King or the newest season of Ozark? Still uh, haven't watched Tiger King. My wife is now getting me into Ozark. I watched the first four episodes of Tiger King, but it was that thing where I was like looking at stuff on the internet and it was on in the background. So I didn't really pay attention. I'll probably finish it at some point, but it's just, 
I don't think it's my cup of tea. Carol Baskin did kill her ex-husband, though. Absolutely, yes. Yes, that's happened. Now that Clayton Gauthier, Jordan Bowers, asks, is off the board, who are our biggest quarterback targets? Arch Manning? I'm sorry. Ooh, that's how 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 far away from are we away from that being fun? A year? Probably about a year, year and a half. That <laughs> kid just got done with ninth grade, didn't he? Oh, but you know, look, man, people are obsessed over the Bianco kids. Imagine this one. Imagine if Arch goes somewhere else. <sighs> Imagine if he goes to LSU. <laughs> oh man. Ole Miss fans would not take that well at all. Uh oh, I ain't going well. Because at least with Peyton, it was Tennessee, and you played him once in four years, and there was a chance you weren't going to play. Now you'd see Arch Manning for three years at least. Oh, boy. Caden Salter's a name to remember. Ty Key's in the state at Taylorsville is a name to remember. I, that kid can play. I'm not a scout or anything, but uh, Keys is a uh, ball player. Aaron McLaughlin is another name to remember. There you go. Sure. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Do you think we ever see a powder blue uniform in football other than the helmet? Yes. I sure as heck hope so. I, I think it's I think it's sooner than later, too. Wait, you got some information for me? I'm just saying I think it's I think there's a possibility within the next two years you see one. Okay, spill it. I just I've heard there's one in existence. That's that's or not maybe not in existence. But there is a plan to have one a very, very soon future. Why Ole Miss wouldn't embrace all of this uniqueness will never make sense. You're yeah. the only school, really, that can pull off a powder blue uniform. Yeah. Yeah, especially in football. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would. Screw Everyone it. loves the Chargers. It's not because the Chargers' lightning bolt on their helmet is cool. It's the color I wish. I wish Ole Miss would experiment more with uniforms, and I'm not a uniforms guy, but I just I kind of wish they'd experiment more than what they do. Kenny Elliott at Kenny Who. Kim Wexler, the best character on TV. Will she survive season six? No spoilers for Better Call Saul, but is she the best character on TV? Yes. Yes. Okay. By far. The best, here's a hot take, the best Breaking Bad universe character ever. Sure. Mm. If you say so. You know nothing about this, do you? I know a lot about Breaking Bad. I know nothing about Better Call Saul. It's a slow burn. I almost gave up on it twice. Will she survive season six? She will survive, but here's my, my takeaway. She's broken bad herself. She's going to go to jail for trying to torpedo Howard Hamlin. That's my take. Dave at Gunboat Dave. How much better will Kiffin and company recruit towards the defensive side of the ball in 2021? Can the 2022 class be top 10 realistically, given the out of Derek Nix's control type environment we are currently left with. I'm confused. Um, what what about Derek Nix? Okay, the first part of that can almost re- recruit better towards the defensive side of the ball. I think that's yes. already happening. Yeah. The 2022 class, will it be top 10 realistically? Okay, so Brennan said on Tuesday that Derek Nix is the best at what he does with stuff he can control. When it gets outside of what he can control... Okay. Yeah, which is, come on. Do you really need me to explain it more yeah. than that? Can Ole Miss finish <laughs> in the top 10 realistically without the recruiting infrastructure, as we call it here on Talk of Champions? No. But do you have no. to finish top 10? Is top 15 is sufficient enough? I think they're going to finish top 20. Is top yeah. 15 sufficient enough? Yeah. Um, let me ask this. Just because it's quarantine, I ain't got nothing else to ask. 
do you think if Ole Miss wins football games this year that uh, the recruiting infrastructure picks up? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking. So maybe if it picks up, you can talk about a top 10 class. Just as enthusiasm was in the cellar with Matt Luke. And all of a sudden, season ticket sales spiked with Lane Kiffin. If you win, if you go to a bowl, what do you think is going to happen? Same thing that happened in 2013. Yeah, well, not quite that, probably. That was unique. Well, that was unique. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty, yeah. yeah. Government Cheese, give a shout-out to Grace Spencer, Ole Miss student basketball manager. He's coming home from a tough journey. He is home. I've talked to him. He's doing great. I'm going to get him on this podcast because oh, – That's awesome. Yeah, he's doing good. He's good people. He's New Albanian, like your boy here. <laughs> new Albanian? I'd, I'd never heard that. Well, that's what it is, Colin. Okay. Freshwater right. fan at DSH176. After listening to the interview with Brennan, are there any other Ross Bjork stories that you can tell us that you y'all didn't discuss? <laughs> Okay, first let's answer this. Is there are there any more Ross Bjork stories we could tell? Yeah, uh, but uh, not really, not really wanting to. I don't know. None that are particularly salacious. You want to talk about the Rebel Rags thing? Well, we could do that. <laughs> Terry's still got a lawsuit going on though, so. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, nothing really. I think the most damning thing, and I've brought it up to Ross, is that 17 of Ole Miss's 21 level ones were self-reported. Yeah. And he always used that as justification for Ole Miss's cooperation with the NCAA, which, again, you're missing the freaking point. The point is not to cooperate with the NCAA. There was a lot of CYE there. He was protecting his ass. Yeah. Yep. I like Ross a lot. Really, he reached out to me a couple of times when David got sick. David's doing better. Went to a step down. That's great. Ross reached out. He's good people. Yes, His handling he is. of this is bad. It was yeah. bad. And I can completely sympathize with Ole Miss fans that are angry with him about this. If you want to hate Ross Bjork for this, I can't blame you. I kind of feel like Ross got to a point, too, where there was a little bit of screw the NCAA, and then eventually it became Ross became the mad teacher and just – you know, decided that all his students, which were the, all the Ole Miss employees are now in trouble. And he was going to handle it from that perspective. Cause when you start taking like everyone's phones and stuff, like, come on, like, what, what are we doing at that point? But just as bad as it was in many respects, there was a lot of good. Dante Moncrief was going to be ineligible because of NCAA stupidity. Ole Miss fought like hell for the kid and they were able to get him clear. Was he the one that they literally had to put in like a car the morning of the Auburn game and drive yeah. to Auburn? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was Alabama, I think. Well, it might have been Auburn. I don't remember. But the NCAA, Mike Sheridan, the racist that he is, and I'm not just saying that. Think about yeah. this and tell me what else it could have been. His brother drove a Dodge Charger. Uh-huh. His brother, Dante's brother, cuts hair. Widely successful hairstylist. People call him to come to them to do their hair. He does great hair work. And Mike Sheridan could not understand how Dante's brother bought this car being a hairstylist and how he had allowed Dante to drive the car, use the car, because that was an impermissible benefit. Oh, dear God. How many times? I'm sure you've at some well, time. Here's, the, here's what happened in the conversation, too. He's interviewing is Mike Sheridan, Dante, and his brother, I think, at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. Ask the question, how could haircuts pay for this car? And Don Sarah's brother once said, you don't know much about black people and hair, do you? <laughs> Do his face. Love. I mean, Love. that's as close as you can get to saying, hey, racist, saying it out like, loud. Mike shared I it. Do- Where has he been? That's one thing I, me and Brittany couldn't figure out. Where yeah. is he now? Where yeah, is he? I, yeah. Well, I, I got a place. I hope he is. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's just, what was crazy to me in that was like his disbelief that uh, – that like Dante drove his brother's car. Like at some point in our life, we've all driven our siblings. It's all so stupid. <laughs> Laramie holding out a loaner car. Who cares? Seven games. I mean, Seven games. how much money did that kid bring into Ole Miss? The NCAA? It's just what? Oh. Are, I have a question on the Laramie thing, real quick. CJ Hampton got one game, and Laramie got seven. Was it literally just the length they kept the cars out? Uh, it was all nonsensical. Think about this, man. Everyone made a stink nationally. It was a national story when those text messages about Laramie came out on draft night. Yep. He was asking for money to pay a utility bill, and people Uh acted like he was robbing the university. It's insane. If somebody wants to give a kid who makes so much money and does so much for your university money to pay a bill, who gives a shit? Let him do it. Oh, God, that was... I hate the NCAA, man. I'm just... It's funny now, because uh, I think we can talk about it now. Laramie was close to just giving up on Ole Miss, I felt like, that junior year. He was done. Yeah, yeah. They had to actively recruit him back. Yeah, because Ole Miss wasn't helping him. Yeah, the week before he got cleared, he'd left town. He was done. He was gone. Yep. They got him cleared. That's another thing that Ross should be given credit for. The NCAA were going to keep him out all year. Well, uh, yeah, he should be credit given credit for, I guess, but he also created the mess, didn't he? Like, he's the one that... Yeah, you can't make the mess and then <laughs> get credit for sweeping it up. That's fair. All right, yeah. blue-collared, comma, hard-nosed, at hard-nosed 15. Should the Cowboys draft Benito Jones in the later rounds? Didn't really work for the Cowboys. They're running 3-4. So, was he going to play? I he's saw, not a true nose tackle. I saw Jerry's going to get to make all the picks by himself at his house. <sighs> blue-collared, <laughs> comma, hard-nosed, at hard-nosed 15. Thoughts on the number zero in football? And who do you think will wear it? Fine by me. I mean, I, I don't really get into stuff like that. I, I've got no clue who would wear it. I love the number zero in sports. I love it. I can't wait to be put on the field in football. Cannot wait. I have my doubts with these traditionalists. Oh, it's in the tradition. <laughs> number zero would be dope. And if somebody wore it, who's the most eccentric person on the roster? I mean, it's JRP. Yeah, or Ely. No, no, he's not. He's not. No. Momo I mean, could wear zero. Okay. All right. What about double zero? Double zero. Is there a difference between zero and double zero? Uh, if you have to ask. <laughs> Put both of them on the field. It needs to be a receiver wearing zero. Double zero needs to be worn by a defensive end. <laughs> okay. In uh, basketball, double zero is worn by bigs. Zero yeah. is worn by guards. Brandon Kula at Kula 18 Ben, you always talk about how bad the Landshark mascot is. Uh-oh. <laughs> so what are the specific changes you would make if you were in charge? Well, now that you ask. <laughs> Go so ahead, Ben. When they made the design for the shark, Michael Thompson and the marketing team, they came up with what they did because they had visions of their mascot being one of those NBA-like mascots that does the trampoline tricks and stuff. Uh-huh. Do all these 
high-risk maneuvers, whatever, be it on a football field, basketball field, it doesn't matter. They wanted their mascot to be able to do all kinds of flips and jumps and stuff. How many flips and jumps have you seen from this damn mascot? None. None. Exactly. So it made no sense because what they didn't take into account is that you have to hire a professional to be that mascot. In the NBA, all of those mascots are professionals, and they are paid Wait, as such. Ole Miss is not going to pay for a professional mascot, so now you've just got an ugly lizard walking around, a muscular, ugly lizard walking around, waving to people and doing the fins up thing, which is, at this point, getting mind-numbingly dumb. Wait, hold on. The same people that turned Ole Miss into the NCAA didn't know that those were actual professionals in those mascot heads in NBA games? Or maybe they didn't think that it cost as much as they did. Whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Whatever it was, doesn't matter. That's why they landed on that design. Just get a big old stupid cartoon shark. The bear was a big cartoon dumb bear. Say what you want about the bear. You don't like the bear. You don't like the mascot itself. You don't like the concept of it, the idea of it. I completely understand. The look of the bear was actually great. I, I was a big bear guy. The bear looked great. The bear as a concept was terrible to people, and that I understand. But if you just completely took all of your previous convictions about the bear away, and you just looked at it and said, is that a good-looking mascot? It was a good-looking mascot. I would love to see where that head is one day. Just take a picture of it, lay it on the floor or something. <laughs> That's another topic. But just give me a cartoon shark like the bear. Make it a big, fluffy, fun thing. And yeah. if you're going to go the mascot route where you don't want to be controversial, do something like the Philly Fanatic. Blooper for the Braves. Yeah. Just do something stupid. But don't yeah. do this. No one likes this. <laughs> No, I'm with you there. Uh, the Philly Fanatics actually a really good idea. So, uh, yeah. but all is always going to have hot topic mascot discussions. Make a stupid looking mascot like the Fanatic and call him Rebel. Crazy. That'd be fun. But I love the idea. Me and Ken Sherlock had pitched a long time ago of Tony the Land Shark, shark mascot, but never could have envisioned it would look like that. Yeah. Cartoon, yeah. big and dumb. The kids love it. Shark. Yeah, I mean, it's, I give them a little bit of a pass because, like, if I drew a land shark, what I thought a land shark looked like, and you drew it. There's it no such too, thing as a land shark. Right. It's It'd just a shark. Thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, Ty, at a true rebel underscore 99, do you think we'll have a season of some kind this coming academic year? Yes. Yes, I agree. Football, I think, will be delayed. Yeah, no, I, I do not anticipate Ole Miss playing Baylor in Houston on September 5th. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Your prediction for the top five drafted Thursday night, any Rebels getting drafted? Well, Collins has no idea. Josh Burrow's <laughs> going number one. Chase Young's going number two. I think Tua is going to go to the Dolphins when they trade up to number three. After that? Wait, well, uh, who, who's four and five if, if the Dolphins – well, who would be the four and fifth pick after the Dolphins? Well, if the Lions traded back to the fifth spot and the Dolphins traded up to three, the Lions would okay. be pick fifth. All right. My question is, who's fourth then? Who's fourth in the draft? Wait, how much yeah. do you not pay attention to the NFL draft? A hundred percent. But I have a point to this. Who's fourth? The Giants? No. Uh, uh, first, first, before we get it, what is your point? I have one. Just tell me who's fourth. The Giants. But what's your point? Okay, why would the Dolphins trade up to take two and nobody else is going to take two? Well, they're picking fifth. 
Maybe they think somebody else trades up. Yeah. I think the Falcons are going to trade up to two to take Chase Young. Okay. But I, I just, if I'm the Dolphins, I just stay pat at fifth. I don't know. You, you dude's just asking what we think our top five is going to be. And I was giving him something. You just I mean, gotta throw fun. cold that's water on just, just shut up. Any Rebels getting drafted. Benito will get drafted. Every other one will be an undrafted free agent. I was trying to get Kadir Shepard on this podcast this week. Any, Talked with him on any, text. Nothing. Any shot Scotty gets drafted late? No. Hmm. None? He'll be an undrafted free agent. Well, okay. I mean, there's a chance, yeah. Of course there's a chance. It only takes one team to, to like you. Yeah. Kadir Shepard could be a pick. Josiah Cotney could be a pick. Just one team. That's all it takes for somebody to like you and get drafted. So, yeah, there's a chance. Do I think so? No, I think he's going to be an undrafted free agent, but I think he's going to stick wherever he goes. Okay. Yeah, he's like Ben Jarvis. doesn't matter where he gets drafted, whether he gets drafted. He'll make a roster and he'll stick. What he does well works in the NFL. Yep, agreed. Didn't work well for last year's Ole Miss football team, and that sucks because Scotty was awesome. Yep. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Best and worst interview you've done in your career. Well, I've, I've not done a ton of interviews, so I'll let you have this one. Best Eli Manning in 2008. No, February of 2009. i just gotten back to, to uh, Oxford and started covering Ole Miss after spending a handful of months in the, in the Sunbelt Conference offices, and it was horrible. It was horrible. So I come back home, and I'm just trying to get my feet under me. I wasn't really all that trained in this business. Mm-hmm. And I submitted a interview request to the Giants to talk to Eli about Jevin Sneed. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, the Giants responded, said he'll call you at so-and-so time. Or Eli agreed to it, he'll call you at so-and-so time. And so I'm sitting there waiting. It was like late in the afternoon. Might have been early evening. And uh, I'm sitting there, and the time comes and goes. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. 30 minutes later, Eli calls me, and I answer the phone, and he's just apologizing profusely for being late. And all oh. I could think was, is, this is Eli apologizing <laughs> to dumbass me. It's like, bro, nobody cares. And he answered every question I had. And remember, I'm already long-winded with my questions. Yeah. Back then, oh, oh. <laughs> I shudder to think what an interview was like with me. And uh, uh, he answered every one of my questions for well over 30 minutes. That was my wow. worst interview. Worst interview, any interview with Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> you okay. could ask him any question. It always was, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Was it, was it Mike or AK that uh, your first interview with him told him told you not to be nervous? They were just the either baseball No, no, or I didn't say I was nervous. I went yes, to interview yeah. Mike. Uh, no, no. I went to interview Mike Bianco, and this was in college. And I went to Ole Miss, born and raised an Ole Miss fan. Went, uh, I go to interview Mike Bianco. I'm a huge Ole Miss baseball fan. Sit down. I just started it. And I looked at him and said, uh, First, before we get going, coach, I just want to say how uh, much I appreciate you sitting down to me and how much it means to me to be sitting here talking to you. And he looks at me, dead eyed. Dead eyed. <laughs> I'm just a baseball coach. Oh, <laughs> don't meet your heroes, kids. <laughs> now I work with Mike every single day. It seems like Mike's good people, but that was really funny. I feel like he's never brought it up again, but I feel like he knows or remembers it. Oh, he doesn't forget stuff. He's got think. that in his back pocket. It's one day if yeah. he, I embarrass him in some way, he'll go, Hey Ben, you remember back in 2006? <laughs> oh, 
almost 14 years now. I'm old as hell. All right. Kenneth Collins, what do you think is the watershed moment with the largest trickle down effect in the century, in this century of Ole Miss's big three sports? Well, fourth and 25. Yeah. Or, or, or Laquan getting hurt. Yeah, I can argue that. In baseball, it was winning at Lafayette. Yeah, people are going to say, oh, well, they haven't made Omaha sense. Okay, I get your point. But people forget from 2010 to 2013, this was not a very good baseball program. And since that night at uh, Lafayette, they have been a very good baseball program regardless of Omaha trips. They've hosted three regionals since then. Um, I mean, this has been a good program since then, and they've gotten back to winning at the level they did in the early 2000s. Um, Whereas before they they won that game three, they, uh, they weren't a very good baseball program. Basketball? SEC Tournament Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hunter Kinneberg. Might be too late to ask this, but asking anyway. No way Drew Bianco transfers to Ole Miss, right? Oh. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. Calm down. Scott Pilant at Scott Pilant. If the football season is pushed back to February, how does that affect recruiting? Significantly. Uh, Significantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most kids will wait until February. I don't know if they won't suspend the December signing period for a year. My question becomes then, all right, we're pushing football back to February. Um, are we going to have high school football? Because if we don't have high school football, there's going to be a lot of unsigned kids. No, there's going to be football across the board. Okay. But, I mean, he's asking here, if college football gets pushed to February, when are we playing high school football? February. Okay. So are we recruiting in February? Because that's a different You can still deal. recruit kids. It's not like you, you hadn't had three years of tape on them. Okay. All right. I just feel like some kids not having their senior year, you're going to leave well, a lot gonna of Well, they're going to have their senior year. They'll eliminate or suspend for a year the December signing period. They'll have the signing period in February or get it pushed back to, what, May maybe? Maybe you're signing so, in the same spring period as basketball players do. And the first yeah, that day would, for them was April, first Wednesday of April, and it lasts till May 31st. Because most of those kids aren't reporting till June anyway. That's all the ramifications of doing any of this. Everybody says, oh, just start now. Well, a lot goes into play if you started in October, if you started in February. I may have asked you to do this on an earlier podcast, but I'll ask again. What? How many months off in between football season and starting a new football season do you think a team would need if you did have to start it after the new year? If you started it in February and you ended in June, you're not starting the next season until November, which means preseason okay. practices in October. And you keep so you moving need- up the date, assuming that coronavirus doesn't, completely cripple all this and the rest of the country for the rest of time. You keep moving up the date um, until you get back to normal in August, late August, September. Okay. So you think they need about four months off before they can start a new one. College football will not be back on schedule for another three years. That's crazy, but I agree. Scott Pilant also asked, is it business as usual as kids sign without seeing their chosen team play? They don't have to see them play. Lynn Taliaferro at Taliaferro underscore Lynn never understood why Bjork got a free pass with all that stuff that happened on his watch. It was his job to know what was going on with his programs. He failed miserably. He knew what was going on. That's not the issue. Yeah. 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 Um, he got, and I don't think he's getting a free pass. Look at what's happened to him today. Yeah. But he, he, his job was never in trouble at Ole Miss either. I guess I think that's what they're talking about. Well, Ross Bjork, again, I can't say it enough. I like Ross, good people. But just as he was critical of many of the things I did in my job, I can be critical of him. He failed in a lot of ways. And one thing 
He was always stubborn about his convictions for how they handled the NCAA stuff. And he always believed he was right. And don't get it twisted. Ross insulated himself and made himself the most powerful person at Ole Miss. We'll get right back to Colin Brister in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Mosquito Marshals, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Are bugs ruining your evenings outside? Do you want to reclaim your yard from those pesky bugs? Well, Mosquito Marshals is here to help, to let their customers and their families enjoy living outside again. At Mosquito Marshals, their top priority is to keep their customers bite-free by providing the best mosquito control services in the industry. The goal is simple, to protect their customers' homes and businesses from mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, and they stand by their results. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll respray your yard for free. But how do I know this? Because I have firsthand experience. Mosquito Marshals rode out to my house and sprayed my yard. Took them no time, and I haven't seen a mosquito since. And trust me, I'm just like you. In quarantine, all me and my daughters can do is go outside, ride a bike, play some ping pong in the garage. Don't let a mosquito mess up your good time. No, schedule your appointment today. You can give them a call at 662-715-1818. That's 662-715-1818. Or visit Mosquito Marshalls online at mosquitomarshalls.com. Mosquito Marshalls, serving Oxford, Batesville, Water Valley, New Albany, Pontotoc, wherever you are, they'll come to you. Mosquito Marshalls. Jared Joel at Jared Joel. No baseball means JRP is working on quarterback skills a lot more now, right? With who and and how? How do you work on quarterback skills? You just in the backyard in quarantine, just throwing. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're doing footwork. I didn't think JRP's footwork was bad though. So, I mean, it, it, if you're actually pr- performing social distancing and quarantine, I don't. And who? How are you going to throw to receivers and that type stuff? So no, I, I don't actually think there's getting a whole lot of work done from that perspective, just because I don't think it's possible. Learning his playbook and all that stuff, but other than yeah, that, because they've rolled out the playbook for all these players in phases. Okay. And I think JRP's in phase three, maybe. I think there are four phases. Okay. Don't hold me well, to that, but I've heard about yeah. the phase thing, the phase rollout of their playbook and scheme. David W. at David Floyd Walk 1. Will Brady and Gronk be successful in Tampa? Yes. Hot yeah. take. They don't finish any better than 9-7. and seven. Okay. I can you talking about just next year, I can agree with that, but I think Arians is a pretty good coach. Um, I don't think Brady is actually that great. I think anymore. Gronk is washed. You think Gronk is washed? Yeah. If Gronk's washed, then I agree with you. Uh, I don't necessarily agree that he's washed, though. I think Brady is. Jared Robinson. People forget. Gronk was really bad until he turned it on in the playoffs and led them to a Super Bowl. He was horrible. He turned it on, rediscovered himself, and was great. But everyone thinks about Gronk from 2015. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. As but, a uh, complimentary I mean, piece with O.J. Howard to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for Tom Brady, he can be effective. But to think that Tampa Bay is getting Gronk, they're not. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I just, man, he's a big dude. And good God, you got Mike Evans out there too. And I don't know. I just kind of think they can make it work somehow. The only thing that matters is what happens to Gronk's 247 championship. It's the only thing that matters. <laughs> How does that work? Do you just give it up? I honestly believe that the WWE will, in conjunction with the Buccaneers in the NFL or something, find a way for Gronk to drop the belt after he scores. <laughs> okay. I like How that. How much fun would that be? Mojo Rawley comes running out of the stands, 
pins Gronk after he scores a touchdown, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I wish the NFL nah. would embrace more how dumb the sport is. <laughs> they love to like protect the sanctity of the NFL. What the hell's the sanctity of the NFL? There's not any sanctity. There's, this is a sport. Sports are stupid. You know what we do when we're growing up playing sports? If I what? play Colin Brister in one-on-one basketball and I beat it, I am going to talk so much crap. I'm never going to let him forget about it. But you grow you grow up, and I'm a parent now, and I say it to my kids, and it makes no sense. You tell them, oh, I have good sportsmanship. Screw that. You're trying to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not and, a big and, I'm, and you know me. I'm, I'm a very moderate person. I don't want to get into all the political stuff. But here's my deal about everybody gets a trophy. I am not super Republican, super conservative kind of dude. But even I'm like, no, no, not everybody gets a trophy. Just because you participate in the sport, you do not earn something for participating in the sport. All right, where is the trophies line of, come amidst accomplishment? Where is the line for this though? Because and, and I'm talking about from an age thing. Did you get a trophy just because you played in your, never, your little league? Never. Uh-uh, See, I never. did. I did. And I was I still have them. I don't know why. But. I never got any the only time I ever got anything for participation was Bible drill. But I mean, come on, it's Bible drill. <laughs> Yeah, we uh we just got trophies because we were on a team. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. What what is the point of competition? Yeah, well, I get it. it's for a lot of people. It's like okay, you're practicing piano sports. If you go out there and play t-ball, you're not trying to be the best at that sport. Well, it's kind of on you to go out there and practice. Now, I have been a t-ball coach, a coach, pitch coach, soccer coach. All these parents expect you to teach them the basics of sports. I'm not paid to do that. Yeah. You're you're the parent. Take them out <laughs> in the backyard, teach them how to do it, and if they come here and they're worth a the crap, I'll put them in a good position. Let's go win games and win the first place trophy. Yeah. Yeah, that's – look, I've been coaching less than four months now, but a lot of people don't actually care about winning anymore. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I have no idea how we went down that road. Jared yeah. Robinson at Jared underscore R25. Love the interview with Brennan Chapman. Thank you. Are there any recruits that you were surprised Ole Miss landed? I guess because I'm inundated with it. Uh, no. Um, I don't feel like there's been a guy on a signing day where I thought, oh, that guy signed with Georgia and then he signed with Ole Miss. I wasn't surprised that Ole Miss landed Laramie because that's the information I had, but I had to see it to believe it. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other time that I was surprised. Yeah. I, if I, I was surprised, then I failed at my job. <laughs> I was surprised when Ole Miss didn't land kids. Jeffrey yeah. Simmons, number one. You heard Brennan talking about it. Jeffrey Simmons. Are there any Ole Miss players, Jared asks, you are surprised were not as good as you thought they would be? Oh, Kayla Moore. Yeah. I. Uh, he wasn't one for me. Um, i trying to think. So much hype about Kayla Moore. You should have heard some of the coaches at the time talking yeah. about Kayla Moore. See, here's the thing. I played against Kayla Moore, and he wasn't the best player on his high school team. So – it never made sense to me. Um, I, I can't think of, I mean, CJ Hampton, like, you know, um, CJ Hampton but, looked like what you expect a good impact freshman to look like. And he never did it. Yeah. But when Dave Womack told, you know, freeze and his recruitment, Hey, that kid can't play. You know, I don't know if anybody expected him to be good at that point. Freeze did. Anybody did freeze else? expect him to be good or did freeze expect him to have four stars? That's a good point. Mark Dotson. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you this matters. 
Itavius was good. Yeah, he he was fine. Um, he was good. Like, they screwed up there. Yeah, I don't know why he left for metal. Uh, I mean, I know why he left, but I don't know why they let him leave for metal. I guess I should say. Anybody else? It wasn't any good. Uh, who was the spring game all star? Devin Thomas. Dead. I was he was an say Under Armour. No, he was a Army All American. Yeah, Devin Thomas. Dead so guy. was that center they signed that was terrible. Can't remember his name. Oh yeah, Hutchins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave at Gunboat Dave. What are your thoughts on the five-star quarterback transfer from USC, JT Daniels, and Ole Miss being mentioned as a possible landing spot? I don't know if I buy it. Yeah. Um, Kiffin retweeted something about it and then undid his retweets. Um, I think it's something that could happen. Do I think it'll happen? I I, don't, I wouldn't get my hopes up about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, maybe. We'll see. I, I don't think – I don't. I think it's way too early in that process. Here's the question. Would you take him if you could? Uh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I take yeah. I take the five star kid from Matt. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm asking because the question from Ole Miss fans would be, what we got Matt Corral, you got JRP. Well, I mean, he can't play this year, so if, what if both of them uh, stink? Uh, maybe. Okay, I thought that wasn't for football. It's not, but it could be. Okay, they're yeah. having the conversation. I think tomorrow. Oh, well, that's a different ball game then. If he's eligible, and these days a lot of kids get eligible even without the one year penalty free unique blanket waiver from the NCAA. Let me put it this way. I think Ole Miss would take him, especially if uh, he was eligible immediately. And if he wanted to come, yeah, you take him. He'd be the best quarterback on the roster day one. Without a doubt. Dave, at Gunboat Dave, is Kermit still after an immediate impact big man transfer? I know spots are tight. (laughs) That's an understatement. They don't have any spots. Yeah, if you're a guy, and I think the answer to that question is yes, if you're a guy like Antavian Collum, are you being proactive and trying to find somewhere to go? We don't yeah, necessarily know dude's the guy. We don't know. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. Does I would whoever, be asking about my status. Yeah. If I does whoever the guy is, does he know that he's the guy? So you have to have a lot of awareness about you. I don't know. I wouldn't have had that kind of awareness about me at 18, 19, 20. Right. So I just kind of wonder if they're being proactive there. I don't, probably not. <laughs> but yes, Ole Miss is still after an immediate impact big. VCU transfer Marcus Santos Silva. Almost is one of double-digit teams to reach out to him. So they're still recruiting. That ain't going to stop. Does Ole Miss need a true player at the five? Not necessarily. Hadim's the guy at the five. Wait, have we mentioned that uh, Knee Black's eligible? I talked about that. He's not eligible yet. Oh, I thought they waived the uh the, They did, the but he's still got to meet the requirements. He's still got to meet the 10-7 and 7 requirements. He doesn't have to make the SAT score, but he still has to meet the 10-7 and 7 requirements. Okay, okay. Yeah, wow. so he's still got work to do. But okay. yes, it made it easier for him, did the NCAA, making his ruling for him to get eligible. He has a path. I don't know if he necessarily had a path. I still don't understand that signing, though. I don't. <laughs> I, that's no disrespect to the kid. I'm not a scout either. I'm not an evaluator. But I, what? I, just, I don't get it. Do you do you not understand it? Then, uh, is he a good enough player? Yeah. Way, or yeah. you don't understand yeah. it? Is he? Okay. okay. That and basically taking away a dude of Bryce Williams for him He's not an improvement over that. See, that, that's what you do in the spring, I thought. I, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I thought that the goal was to improve a current roster. I don't know if Marcus Nyblack is an improvement over anybody on the current roster. Yeah. But I had not seen the kid play every single day. These coaches have. And if they believe he is, yeah. all right. But Ole Miss doesn't need a true player at the five. See, that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. You love all the new players. The greatest chance for Ole Miss to return to NCAA tournament contention is improvement on the current roster. I agree with that. Crowley and, and, and uh, Hunter, and yeah, I absolutely agree. Shuler has to be better. Hadim. Yeah. 
Government cheese what? at C Bake Seven. Do you like the ending of Better Call Saul? Loved it. Is it in line with Breaking Bad? They're two completely different shows. Breaking Bad is a hard watch, and it didn't get really good until the second half of its last season. I don't know if I agree with all of that, but I'll, I'll let you have it. They have a better hold on their characters in Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad did on theirs. Are you uh, are you still a Riverdale guy? No. No, no, you give it up. Oh, yeah, I gave long, it up too. Long, long time ago. We'll get right back to Colin Brister in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after this brief word on Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. As we all deal with the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, one thing we're all trying to do, make sure our dollar goes further than it ever has before. Well, good thing for you, if you're in the market for a new car, truck, or Jeep, Alan Samuels, they were already looking out for you financially to meet each and every one of your needs, whatever those needs may be. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. As communities across the world deal with the coronavirus pandemic, it has never been more important to have a pharmacy you can trust. And the only pharmacy for you in Oxford is Cheney's Pharmacy. Not only is Cheney's Pharmacy filled with supporters of Ole Miss Athletics, but more than that, Cheney's, a fixture in this Oxford community, offers you anything and everything you'll need in your pharmacy. From prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time, Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally-owned pharmacy, and that's important. Locally owned that has been in Oxford over 40 years, and they provide the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221. Or you can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at ChinesePharmacy.com. Right now, each and every one of us have our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Chinese Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista with J.D. Daniels transferring. Do you think we could see Lane try to get him? We both think so, yeah. How do you think he would fit at Ole Miss? If he's eligible immediately, since we've already answered that question, would he be starting over yeah. at JRP? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. JRP has always said he's only a quarterback. I don't know if he'd ever be open for that famed move to wide receiver or running back that Ole Miss fans think he's going to do. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be open for it, but, I mean, if somebody comes in is better than you, I mean, you cannot be open for it and stand on the bench, I guess. Corey Clark at Corey underscore Clark underscore 91. Guilty pleasure food that you overindulge in every time you eat it. Mexican. Are we talking snacks or just dinner and lunch kind of stuff, like full-on meals? If we're doing meals, Mexican. Mexican (laughs) If we're doing meals, I got a lot of them. Chinese food, (laughs) pizza. It's bad when I eat pizza. It's bad. Good pizza, not Pizza Hut. Right. Good pizza. Right. So uh, Soul Shine in Oxford's no longer happening. That's that's tough. I, I like Soul Shine. R.I.P. in peace. That's an internet joke. I can just see it in the mentions. Being, you know, it's just R.I.P. Right? Yes. Internet joke. I never loved Soul Shine. Really? Mm-mm. I, I hate that they they uh, folded up though. That sucks. And that's yeah. going to be a problem in this current environment. Oxford 
restaurants and shops and businesses. They can't survive this. Ben, if, if, yeah, if Ole Miss doesn't have football season, Oxford will never look the same. Never look the same. I hate it for the people. Oh, man. It sucks. As a restaurant, never love Soul Shine. And it replaced my beloved Pearl Street, so I don't, whatever. My guilty pleasure food, if it's just snacks, is Keebler has their own knockoff version of Girl Scouts Caramel Delights. Okay. 24 in a box. Buddy, Oof. won't take no time. <laughs> just destroy them. Baked Ruffles, sour cream and cheddar. Okay. Those are the best chips ever created. If I overindulge, it's probably the red Doritos. And it's not that I necessarily like them that much. It's just I can eat them and I look down and, oh, I've eaten like three-fourths of the bag. That's a problem I've had in quarantine. Now I'm back on a diet because I said to myself, Ben, dang it, you're going to get in shape. I'm not going to, but we're going to see how long this lasts. (laughs) But I found myself eating for no reason other than boredom. Yeah, yeah, you're bored. Yeah, I had a someone – all right, do you like apples? Like, and I'm going somewhere. This are you no. big Apple fan? Okay, someone said, uh, and this was a good point. Would uh, they asked you like when you want to go get something to eat? Would you eat an apple? If you're not, if you wouldn't eat an apple, go drink some water. You're not hungry. I've heard that a lot. Drink some water. Your body is just dehydrated. You just need something to drink. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I overindulge in my wife's chicken spaghetti. Yeah. I can eat that cold, middle of the night, thinking, you know what? I need a little chicken spaghetti. 3.30 a.m. It's like, you know what? Oh, I just played the show for way too long for an adult. (laughs) Go eat some chicken spaghetti. A problem I have is I love bread. All right? Love it. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind. Cinnamon rolls, biscuits, regular old bread. Doesn't matter. I love me some bread. For a lot of people, they can take, I don't know, M&Ms and eat a bunch of them at one time, right? You get me one of those bags, 12 counts of Hawaiian sweet rolls, one sitting. We're going to have a problem. Oh, God. <laughs> how, speaking of video games, if you had no responsibilities, how long could you play video games for without stopping? Well, factoring in drink, eat, and pee breaks all day. <laughs> you could sit there 8 to 12. Shift one cheek to the other cheek. Yeah. Bob Mims at B Mims CPA discuss top TV shows one likely has not seen. He's got a list: Line of Duty, Doc Martin, The Durrells and Kerfu, Sherlock. That's the only one I've actually seen in this list. Apparently, well, Luther. I've seen Luther too. That's a great show. Sneaky Pete, The Americans. I've been trying to watch The Americans forever. Oh, Chernobyl. I've watched Chernobyl. Chernobyl is devastating. I've watched none of them. One W A Atypical. I knew Sherlock, Luther, the Americans, and Chernobyl. I haven't seen the Americans, despite many of my friends saying, Ben, you have to watch the Americans. Luther is great. Sherlock has a very particular taste. You either love Sherlock or you have nothing for it. It's very particular. But I like Sherlock a lot. It's one of those shows that if I, you know what, I'm sitting down, just maybe some dinner, I need something to watch. Oh, Sherlock. Luther's really good. If all those you just suggested, I'd say the Americans and Luther. But if any of you have not watched Deadwood, and chances are many of you haven't. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been canceled after three years. Go watch Deadwood. <laughs> it's the best show ever created. Hunter Kinneberg, at Hunt Kinneberg. Favorite Breaking Bad character in episode scene? It's Kim Wexler. Easily. And the best scene with Kim is in the penultimate episode of this season, her speech to Lalo. Yeah. That'd be it. You have no idea what any of that meant. 
I mean, I, I know Breaking Bad. I mean, but I'm my favorite character is Walt, and my favorite scene is when uh, that he told Hank to tread lightly. Hunt Kinneberg, who's more powerful, Anakin or Luke Skywalker? Luke. Did yeah, Kyle agreed. ever get around to watching Star Wars? No. Of course he did. Hunt Kinneberg, what surprised you the most in the Chapman interview, which was great, by the way. Thank you. Nothing. Uh. <laughs> How about you? I kind of said it was his, his admiration for Hugh Freeze. I just kind of figured he wouldn't like, like Hugh Freeze. Hunt Kinneberg, top 10 movies and top 10 TV shows. Good Lord. How about oh, you get top three? Yeah. Deadwood, The Wire, Friday Night Lights. I have, hey, we were, I was going to have Friday Night Lights in there. I, I don't know what my other two would be. Uh, the, I'm, I'm a big teenage melodrama fan, so I'd probably uh, put the OC somewhere in there. Okay. Top three movies. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Shawshank Redemption. I, yeah, no, I have watched that. That's pretty good. Dan Edney, MD. If COVID-19 turns out to not be seasonal or has a large outbreak again during flu season, what are the chances of any stadium sporting events before a vaccine is released? Minimum of 12 more months with three months to get population vaccinated. That's after baseball 2021. Right now, they're operating under the assumption that sports don't come back in big venues until fall of 2021. Not to say that sports won't be played, but that fans being allowed in mass groups. I don't know if fans will ever be allowed in those big groups anymore. You think it's possible that, that, you know, stadiums cut in half? Yeah. Don't necessarily disagree. That's going to be tough. I don't think fans return to stadiums until at the very earliest February. I read something the other day, and I don't necessarily agree or disagree. I just kind of read it. Was it always did, – did we – should we just have considered that, you know, hoarding 70,000 people into an area like we did for college football was never a good idea? Like regardless well, of coronavirus? We think about it now. Yeah, that's what well, I'm saying. Here's the like, thing, though. After 9-11 – you can't tell me, or after the movie theater shooting, you didn't think to yourself, walking into a movie theater, walking into a big sporting event, how vulnerable you were. Right. And and that's that's what the author was, was trying to say. It's like everybody's wondering when we're going to go back to normal, and it's like, should, should, we, should we ever do that again? Because it just doesn't kind of seem like a good idea, even if we, you know, uh, even regardless of coronavirus. Eric Dice, head coach Eric Dice. First of all, appreciate Brennan's transparency and honesty with the whole thing. It was awesome. Thank you. Second, if you could design uniforms for all sports at Ole Miss, what's your apparel brand? Jordan. Jordan, Jumpman. Not even close. Okay. Your ultimate color scheme, whatever is predominantly powder blue, and what's your biggest change? Oh, people aren't going to like this. Uh Uh-oh. I love that cursive looking him. Yeah. Yeah, people really not going to like that. I love it, man. Baseball hats, I'd put that thing on every baseball hat. Ben, trying to get rid of Ole Miss. I'm not. I just like the M. I just trying like it. I like the script Ole Miss on Ole Miss's football helmets. Everywhere them, else, take it or leave it. The one of them liberal propagandists. Yeah, man, that's it. Baseball, that reminds me that M of an upside-down Washington Nationals W, and I love that W. <laughs> Surprised you say you like anything about the Nationals. Well, I mean, look, I hate them, but I can like their uniforms. Who cares? All right, all right. I have to ask now. Or who do you hate more? Do you hate the Nationals or the Astros? Are you looking back? And you I don't even care to... about the Astros. Really? You haven't even asked the right question. Who do I hate the most? The Mets. You hate the Mets the most. Wow. That's the Braves' natural rival. I hate the Mets. 
Okay, every Braves fan I know hates the Nats way more. Well, they're new fans. The Mets and then the Phillies. I detest the Phillies. <laughs> the Nationals, they're whatever. They won the World Series and I still don't even care. They, they're second rate to me. <laughs> Fair enough. And Fair the Braves enough. haven't won a playoff series in over 20 years. Don't care. <laughs> Randy Jewel Morgan at Rebel Nut 18. Could you beat Air Bud in a one-on-one game of pickup basketball? No, and neither could you. Yeah, we had this debate in our Ole Miss group meet, and I said the same thing. You couldn't beat everybody. Steven Smith, at Steven Smith underscore 15, best Ole Miss baseball team of all time. 2018. Like, are we talking talent-wise, 2018? I can't argue. He's probably right. Scott Pilant at Scott Pilant. Found an old PS3 I had, bought NCAA 14. Welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> just, to get, just to get me by. Don't ask the price. It's getting stupid. I actually know this. So I thought the other day, because I went looking for my NCAA football game, and I had always taken care of it. And I've had my PS3 forever, and I'd done so good. And I usually don't do this, because I'm terrible about it. But I preserved my PS3, that game, and I couldn't find it the other day. And I was like, ah, screw it, let's go buy another one. You know how much those are going for on Amazon right now? I've told you they were going to go expensive. It's like They're probably like $100. Uh, no. How 250 Yeah, I figured they were getting up there. One was listed for 289 if somebody wants my NCAA game, I'll give it to you for 300 bucks. <laughs> I figured they were getting up there. All that is to say, Scott says, when is NCAA football coming back to consoles? We know our fix in the next 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say 2025 to split the difference. But yeah, in the next 10 years. Last one, Ole Miss Sports at Rebel Sports Talk. Your guess as to the likely fastest top 40-yard dash time of all media members covering Ole Miss, maybe a top three. All right, oh. hold on. All right, so we're we're gonna have to. What we're gonna have to do is, who do we think is the fastest? And I have my pick. It ain't me. It's uh, Gabler. It's it Gabler. Who? Ga- Nate Gabler. Yeah, I had Nate as the first. Nate. Yeah, it, it's Nate Gabler. Only because he's the skinniest of us all. Right, and he runs a lot. Oh, okay, well uh, Neil runs a lot. I, I think okay. Neil could beat any of us in distance. Yeah, I think I think we probably put Neil in the top three. Now, I could outride uh, every single one of them on a bike. Not one of those Pelotons, Neil, because you could crush me on a regular bike. <laughs> That's what I do. My fat okay. ass gets on a bike and I ride. All right. So so we've got we've got Gabler and Neil in our top two. And I'm trying to think uh, who we put past that. Uh, uh, I mean, Rippy. Rippy is the most unathletic small kid yeah. ever. He's not He's not overly athletic. Have, has well, Rippy I take ever... that back because he could work every single one of you, me, us in golf. Yes, he could. Has he ever told you the story about the people cheering for him? No. Rippy, his senior year of uh, high school, decided he was going to play basketball for the first time. No. Yeah. And uh, they put him in on senior night. No, it wasn't <sighs> senior night. They were on the road. And uh, he made a three, and all the people on his side and the other side started clapping for him. Oh, and they thought he was – oh, no. They, they thought he was special needs. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> if we're just – oh, God, that's awful. If we're just talking about – I'm not going to get over that. If we're just talking about local media, Nate's got all of us probably in speed. Yeah. I could kill every single one of you on ping pong. Neil has got everybody in distance. Chase has got some good sneaky distance, though. Okay. Chase can okay. go pretty far. I mean, or what are we doing with Jake Thompson? Because he runs a good bit, too. Oh, I love Jake to death, but, I mean, I'm not no? going to ever say that, concede that I could lose to him in anything. 
Okay, fair enough. I'm not trying to be mean, Jake. I love you to death, but come on. All right. Uh, Sus, he did. Did you see on Twitter that Sus walked a marathon inside of his apartment the other day? Nick Sus is a great, awesome, wonderful person. He is the <laughs> biggest weirdo I've ever known. That doesn't mean he can't run, Ben. Good for him. <laughs> All right, we'll give it to Nate. How about that? We'll give it to Nate. All right, we, but we got to we got to put a forty time on it. Oh, five, uh, five, four, five, 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 four, five, five. Yeah. Okay. All right. How fast would your forty be right now? Oof, I don't want to know. I don't even know. I ran a five five zero in high school, and it'd be less than that now. Ask me what I think mine would be. What was yours be, man? This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Jared at Spirit Bit on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Also available on SoundCloud, Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Oldman Spirit, OldmanSpirit.com, and a field of 247 Sports. Thanks, buddy. See you next week. Absolutely. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.